Hello, welcome to the Frequency of Heaven. This is Anita Seiler, and today I'm with Michael Wetrick and Ryan Hershberger. What's up? Hey, guys. Hi. Today we're wanting to talk about uh, the new wineskin. Uh, the Lord has been telling a lot of us in our team how uh, we need to. It's a, it's a familiar scripture that in Luke that everyone or most people that are Christians know about. Um, Jesus saying not to put new wine into old wine skin or or it will bust and break open. And I believe at that time, you know, Jesus was coming. He's the way, the truth, and the life. He was coming with a message and saying it's not all about works and labor and, you know, there's a, a law of grace coming. I'm the law of grace coming to town, the new, ch- you know, sheriff and in town. And it's like he was saying make way for this, right? And and the Lord's been saying to a, a lot of us on our team, like, it's it's time to make way for new wine. Yeah. Even in this season, obviously, we're still under um, a law of grace and a dispensation of grace, a time of grace. Um, but what does that mean to us? We've been asking the Lord, what does that mean right now? What does it look like? What does that sound like? Um, Jerry... Uh, my husband was saying that he even thinks there's going to be a smell, a different smell. And I know that sounds weird, but I know many times when we've been in prayer and worshiping and seeking the Lord, there will be a fragrance that comes in the room of beautiful flowers, like flowers I've never even smelt before. And I I just know when we tap in, we're tapping into heaven and what even our show is all about, Frequency of Heaven, it's just something that's new and fresh and different. Uh, we're not here to beat up the church or beat up what what is gone going on, but we are here to enlighten and bring up that God is wanting to bring some freshness and newness in what either not to what we're just doing like like how we pray God bless my mess. No, He's saying get out of the mess. Come keep following me. Yeah. Right. The the Holy Ghost yeah. is like a, a fountain or a river. Rivers that are stopped up are stagnant and gross, right? He's a flowing river continuously, so we need to stay in that flow, right? Yeah. So, yeah, there's, so there's a new wineskin forming, and um, I think that the the teaching of Jesus is the new wine and the new cloth, and what what Jesus taught cannot it can't patch up the old religious system. Nor can it be contained in a wineskin of worn-out traditions. Um, it's new. It's exhilarating. It's 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 powerful. It's just you know something that something new and different. And um, it's I think it's poured into a heart made new. And if you read the verse, it says uh, in in Matthew, it says um, the new wine is always poured into a new wineskin so that you know both are preserved so the new and the old are not meant to be together jesus makes all things new so he so um this is kind of what i see god doing it's like you know we he will not pour this new wine this new move of the spirit into an old wineskin into an old system an old institution and we don't have anything against you know, we, we use the, the word, the term, the system all the time, you know, and but the thing is, is, is God's doing something new and he's not going to pour it into man's traditions, man's rituals. Right. If we're going to host this new move of the spirit, we're going to have to allow God to 
give us this new, you know, to form this new wineskin in us. But this is what I see God doing all over the earth. I think he's um, raising up companies of people and he's making them new wineskin prototypes. And in other words, he's raising up communities or a company of people and, and and they might not be and I the way what I see is it might not be big crowds of people. It might just be a handful of people that have a common pursuit, a common passion, and 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 so um, that might sound strange to you at first, like God's gonna raise up these these prototypes. But I think when you when we consider the condition of um, the American church today, you would understand the desperate need for a new ministry right, model. Right. We we need a new model in the church, and I'm I'm not talking about a formula to grow your church or to make you the the latest craze. You know, I'm talking about adapting to an entirely new way of life, um, which is the kingdom way. And uh, so we ca- I call them revival these revival communities, but um, I I love that the Billy Graham Evangelistical Association, they they use the phrase pockets of light referring to to these new wineskin models and i and i think they're popping up all over the earth and many are finally making the brave choice to leave the old religious system behind them and embrace fathers and mothers that give permission for authenticity so i think step 1 in 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 getting into this new wineskin is and this is what i believe it's exiting it's making the choice to leave that system and define fathers and mothers in a group of people that have a, a common pursuit right. as you and i think that's the first step of if, if you want to be a part of this new wineskin this new move of god it's you're going to have to make some choices to to leave some things behind and embrace what god's doing today now unless unless the ministers want that change which it, it can happen it, it's very rare because people get used to and comfortable yeah. to having um so, you know and we're full full heartedly wholeheartedly for the fivefold ministry we um in our team and ministry are full of fivefold ministers we we care about accountability we care about order structure um but above all, we care about the flow of the Holy Ghost, yeah. which to some it's uncomfortable because what is going to happen? What does it look like? Those are things that we leave up to God, but it's never flaky, creepy, or weird mm-hmm. when the whole when there's a, a real flow of Holy Ghost. It's joy. It's peace. Mm-hmm. It's excitement. It's like you're saying, exhilarating. Yeah. And with the with the new wine. The thing is, is it's not going to, it's not going to taste the same and it's not supposed to. So with the new wine and with these new wineskins, our appetite has to change. We can't, we can't be satisfied with tasting the old moves of God. We can't be satisfied with tasting the old ways that we used to do things. And frankly, where we're at, and I'm sure more people than we think, like the, the taste of the old wine is disgusting. Like we can't stand, we can't stand the old stuff anymore. And um, as Michael said, there has to be there has to be decisions that you have to make because you can't you can't drink the old wine and the new wine and be a part of the new thing God's doing. Like you have to you have to be willing to abandon you know your right, old yeah. appetite for the new appetite. And with that, um, 
it's like we don't we don't even know what the new wine's going to taste like frankly we're we're in a place where we want it but we don't even know what that looks like but we know that it's coming and as as Jesus came and pretty much rebuked the old religious system in in the bible um i feel in a way that's coming and the people are getting out some people are getting out before that happens yeah. cuz i mean even with Jesus and the you know all the 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 house of merchandise how he went in and he just he just yeah. took care of of the junk that was being um that was being produced in the church i mean we're like we said we're not against the the um the buildings the structures of churches you know with names but a lot of it's becoming more about you know numbers selling products um you know how many people can we get how big is the band how you know what kind of show are we putting on you know how and it's just yeah. it's just not about all that it's really not yeah you know it seems like god started speaking to all of our team about this new wineskin it seemed like all at the same time mm-hmm. we were all kind of hearing the same thing and then um there's a um a minister um Jeremiah Johnson, who I'm I'm not super familiar with him, but I I saw this thing on Facebook and he released um, this prophetic word about the new wineskin that's forming. And one of the things he said is he said that the church leaders in the days ahead who will form the new wineskin that God will pour out the new wine into, whether they be, you know, 25 years old or 65 years old. He says that they will model and teach these things. Number one, drop the microphone. Number two, get off the stage. Number three, fire the armor bearers in the entourage. Number four, stop hiding in the green room. Number five, this number five, I think is a huge one. Be accessible and available to people. Number six, don't ask people to do anything that you you won't do. So in other words, don't set a high standard for someone else that you're not willing to live yourself. Um, Number eight, be real and transparent and share your mistakes. Number nine, value the prayer room over the platform. Number 10, don't compromise the word of God. Number 11, invite saints into your home and into your lifestyle. Number 12, empower and make room for others to lead. Number 13, train, equip, release. 14, multiplication and legacy are the standard. And number 15, humility brings honor and pride uh, repels the saints. Uh, That's a strong word. That's a super strong word. Tons of churches across the country right now. Yeah. You know, drop them, you know, the whole thing. I love that he says drop the microphone and and get off the stage. And and I know we've mentioned this before, but about the whole Billy Graham thing, you know, he said that he in his if he can redo his entire ministry, he would travel less, do less crusades, and spend more time just seeking the Lord, Mm -hmm. growing closer to God, spending time in the word and prayer, you know, and I think it's this that's a lot that's gonna be a huge change for people you know and are are we willing to make that jump to experience what what God is doing well obviously ch- people are leaving churches by you know just tons and so many are joining new age and even even Muslim you know there's so many people turning to that and what are they finding I think there's a lot of reasons maybe why people join cults there's deception first of all but also there can be some places where people really fit in and they feel like 
even if they're right, deceived, right. they don't realize that, but they know they're feeling, even if it's not true love. And I'm not saying some of these people don't have love or, or want that or want people, but they're, I, I don't know, I just saw a program recently about Jehovah Witnesses and um, how the cultic part about it, like you were excommunicated and if you sinned, uh, they push you out of the way and they won't talk to you. Um, even if like you got out of the faith, like as a family, they were to disown you. And I, my mom, um, was Jehovah's Witness um, when I was younger and she wasn't that involved. So thank God, or we, we, she would have had to leave us all, but I'm just going, that's just craziness how far that goes. And I was like, how is the church possibly mirroring or looking like a cult sometimes? Yeah. And I, it made me really think a lot about it. Like sometimes if you mess up or sin, what the Bible is very clear on how to handle some of that. Now it does say don't go to dinner and hang out with the greedy and the whoremongers and the, you know, those who are in sexual sin. Meaning to say, like, we're not going to participate with that. But, like, Jehovah's Witness took it to a place where, you know, they excommunicate you. They, they yeah. won't talk to you or anything. And that was, like, their way punishment would bring you back, maybe. That that sense of abandonment will bring you back. And I thought, the church is yeah. kind of looking like cults to a yeah. certain degree. Because how many places, how many people you know, or how, I've, it's happened to me, that you felt like you needed to move on and go, you're not in strife, you're not in division, but I need to move on. But pastors will not promote you, they will not yeah. release you in love and joy and excitement yeah. that, hey, you're moving on to something else. Yeah. It is hard. I'm a pastor, too. And I so that's my heart. Like, I, I love people when I'm with me, but it should not be just build my ministry yeah. Just make me wealthy. It's why we as parents, we should be the givers. We should be the, how can I, I want the best for my children and spiritual children. I want to see you grow. I want to see you expand. I want you to take kingdoms and you to know your authority, you to know your power, you know what you're doing, where you're going and you're fully equipped. Yeah. I think that's that's why our generation is kind of being drawn towards fathers and mothers. Because only fathers and mothers can 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 raise up a, a group of people, train them, and then have the authority to release them, you know. And and there's so many uh you you know uh leaders that that aren't releasing. There's even leaders that aren't even raising up. You know, it's that, mm-hmm. that whole one man ministry model. I mean, that day is just so long gone. <laughs> you know, God is so. Nice. I think God is so over that that you know. And we talk a lot about. The system, and I was reading this in Isaiah about the word, the word Babylon, which we know Babylon is the the world system, you know, right. the the world earthly system, um, just the ways of man. The word Babylon literally means confusion, is what that word means. So there's so many people that are in these systems, and there's just like a spirit of confusion on them, and they're so confused, you know. And I love th- this is Isaiah's instructions to how how to exit the system. So, so if you're in that system and, you, and you're just kind of miserable there and you're longing for something more, here's the first step you need to take. It says, he says in Isaiah 49 in verse uh, 20, he says, go, leave Babylon, flee from Chaldea. And, and then he says this, announce it with joyous singing. Let everyone know, proclaim it to the ends of the earth. Say it loud and clear. Yahweh has rescued his servant Jacob. So in, in other words, the key to fleeing from that, that, that system is, 
is to go out with a joyous song. You know, mm. if God's calling you out of that, it's because yeah, he has true. something so much greater, so much. Because you can only go so far in those systems. And it's really easy. All you have to do is do what they tell you to do. <laughs> you know, especially if you're in full-time ministry and you're in those. If you want to go get big, just do what you're told to do. But then you, you, along the way, you're losing authenticity. So if God's calling you out of that, don't don't leave angry. Don't leave grumbling and right. Complaining, go out with a song, singing, rejoicing, because if he's bringing you out of that, he has a, such an inheritance for you, a fam, a kingdom family. He has fathers and mothers that he wants to connect you with. He has people that he wants to place in your life. Find those people, man, that have a common pursuit as you do and, and get joined to them and, and run with those people and just go out singing, go out rejoicing. Yeah, and I, th- I think... Um... I agree with that completely, and I think going along with that um, to people that would either consider themselves leaders or even disciples, um, disciples of Christ that may be in that system right now, like you have to understand that by you leaving the system, you're going you're gonna to be able to disciple those that never would even enter yeah. the system because... Um, they're they're not in that place so so leaving the system and you know really embracing this this new wineskin leaving everything that that we thought um church was supposed to look like um it's it's for it's for the benefit of of others because certain people that you may um be supposed to discipling yeah they're not going to be in these churches they're going to be they're going to be in random places that that you're going to you're going to go day to day, you know, doing your your daily activities and you're going to come across someone and frankly, I don't think we should we should even want to bring people into that system to yeah. disciple them. I I want to disciple I want to disciple the way Jesus did in the way that that it was it was modeled in Acts and yeah. that has nothing to do with lights, cameras, um get on the serving team, do all this stuff so that so that they can um they can yeah. use you that's that's just not what it's about yeah and and just to make it clear we're not against any of those things no i'm we're not against platforms we're not against you know obviously we want to preach the gospel we're not against any of that stuff however um that that stuff has has been just the main attraction of of the church for so long and I think God's wanting to bring people back to gathering around his presence where where I, I think God's raising up, up communities where where Christ is at the center of those communities and he's this prime sustainer. You know, we're not gathering around a sermon anymore. We're not gathering around a man anymore. We're right. gathering around the presence of God with, with family, with people that, you know, there's a difference between, God spoke this to me the other day. He said, there's a difference between being a church member and being in the kingdom. Exactly. And I think for so long we're we're trying to get church members where we what we should be doing is raising up kingdom a kingdom family you know right. if if I if if I if a, ch- a church member means I go to the same church as you but being in the in the in family means we do life together you know we're not just showing up and and doing the Sunday thing we're actually doing life together growing together taking risks together making mistakes together and I think there's a huge difference between those yeah. two things. And then true family will 
when I mean not that all families function this way because there's mostly dysfunctional families, but I think a true family is when somebody sins or messes up. You're not there to beat them down, and you're there to lift them up. You're there to encourage. You're there to say, you know, we have God has grace for you. God has yeah. mercy. And doesn't mean that we don't get spanking sometimes or we don't get disciplined by each other or by God. Yeah. However, it's not cruel and hard and harsh. It's you can do this. You can overcome. Come. It's encouragement right. to get out of a pit because normally when you fit, fall and you fall in a pit, it only keeps you in there when you're condemned yeah. and when you're beat up. And so, yeah, I think if if it's in a church and there are pastors, like obviously they're called to be pastors and God ordained them for that. He just didn't ordain anyone to be the center of attention yeah. but him. And like you're saying, for the presence. And then right. out of that, what's going to come out of spending time with the Father, Holy yeah. Ghost, and Jesus. What what word does he have to say? You know, what what is he saying to the whole body? And that's where, of course, the prophetic will flow and yeah. the messages will flow. So we love messages from God. We want to hear them. The Word of God is something we'll always esteem. And we love the worship. And I think sometimes worship's above the Word. And I, I don't know, I think they're both so together yeah. because... Though if worship is truly just an expression of love to God from your heart, we never, how can that take the yeah. place of the, the word? We want them together because then when the God is speaking, he'll have the yeah. word usually from his word. Right. And then, of course, the prophetic that will be in alignment with his word that yeah. will change everything. I think one of the things that God's doing, that the Holy Spirit is doing, is I think he's restoring the revelation of family in our generation. And I think we lost that when we started handing out church member certificates. You know, <laughs> I think um, our goal is not, our goal is, and I think I speak for all of us, is we're not trying to get more people to attend our ministry or come to our, our church. Paul Paul said he, he wants, he labors, right? In birth pangs, what? To see Christ formed. formed in people. So we want to see Christ grow inside of people until they become image bearers in the earth or a reflection of Christ to the culture. Yeah. But one thing I want, to, I want to point out that when I saw this, it just really changed the way I see things. Uh, throughout Paul's writings, he uses the phrase, brethren a lot if you read the king james version right <laughs> which is just another way of saying brothers and sisters um and i i, I looked at that that word because because if you read look read through the the epistles i mean he every time he's speaking to a group he's saying brethren brothers and sisters whatever you know uh, you know like I, I even thought about when we grew up in church people used to call brother you know brother so and so i don't recommend we start doing that again but but it was like <laughs> it was like yeah it was like we used to call people bro- brother this sister that and it, I, I like that to some way because because it was acknowledging that we're not just members of the same church yeah, yeah. but we're part of the same family however i don't let's not bring Stop that back that, yeah. let's not bring that trend <laughs> Brother back, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brother Ryan. <laughs> Brother Ryan. It's just true. No, that's just, yeah. But but my point is this. Um, I looked at that word for brethren, and it has a deeper meaning than just brothers and sisters. It literally is translated a fellow believer united by the bond of affection. That changes everything. Yeah, yeah. You know, that means I'm not just going to the same church as you. No, we're united. Let's do yeah, life yeah. together. Let's let's you know, let's pursue the Lord together. Let's because family's built on relationship. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's why the whole 
one of the things we're going to have to model is we're going to have to be accessible to people. How many leaders do you know that just they show up, play the part, play the role on Sunday, can get up and preach because they're gifted, but but they're not accessible to people that are in yeah. need, that are broken, yeah. that need fathers and mothers. You know, that, there's a huge need there. And so I think we're going to have to become accessible and actually make a real relational investment in people's lives that goes beyond the, the pulpit or the platform. And that goes back to what you're saying too, Ryan, about discipleship. If discipleship is coming alongside of someone like the Holy Ghost does, because he's one word for Holy Ghost is, is parakletos, and is coming alongside of someone you know, whoever God is putting in your life and crossing paths with you, if everyone looked at him and saying, I want to just become, you bring you into the fellowship with God, into relationship with God. I want to join arms with you and say, I'm going to walk through life with you and help you. And you're going to see you succeed. And and we're going to be there, whatever you have need of. If it's, if you can financially, if it's something um, with, if they're in need of food or, yeah. you know, the natural things, the spiritual things, the mental issues. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's such a different it should be how every church is functioning rather than and again i i'm not really against like having a meeting where if wherever church you're involved in there are different flows so everyone has a different way of things some are more evangelistic some are more teaching everyone should be doing the work of an evangelist so if we all were doing this we'll be fully launched and seeing the kingdom continue to grow because the other, the kingdoms of darkness are, are doing a lot. Yeah, They're growing right. like big time. And we're sitting here fighting about who's the best. Yeah. Like with disciples with Jesus, he's going to get, he's going to go and die and be crucified. And here the disciples are fighting who's going to be the biggest in heaven. Oh and it just sounds like little kids fighting, but it sounds exactly like what we sound like today. Like I'm better than you. I'm bigger than you. I'm more. Yeah. and like look at the churches today, in our town, in our city of Toledo. I know there are some great things happening where uh, they're trying to come together. But so many years, it's all been about. I've heard it from minister after minister after minister, and I didn't want to be one of them. Where if you bring up another church, where well, we're going to go visit this church, or we're going to do it. Well, you know, I heard what they did, and they did this, and that. because yeah. you want to discredit them and shoot them down, because you just wow. want everyone to come to your meeting and to your church, and it's like, what? Well, what? This is so rooted. ridiculous. I think that's rooted out of selfish ambition, jealousy, and competition. Yeah, yeah. insecurity, fear. We we have to. We have to get on this, like, God, let me be so full of you, on fire and so excited. If you really are in your call and you're in love with God and you're excited and you're so full of him and you're burning, you're not going to be worried about if someone's fire is bigger than yours or, mm-hmm. you know, how many more people are going there. But that's what almost, can, and I'm not to cut the pastors down. I mean, I'm a prophet pastor. Right. However, oh. I I see that. I, I know that temptation to feel like we got to make this church grow. Or we're, look at that church is bigger than us. We got to get bigger yeah. than them. Then, then you're consumed with something God never wanted you to get consumed with. Right. If you're consumed with Him, you're not going to be consumed with um, how big you are, how great you yeah. are, how how you know. You're just going to just burn. Just keep burning. Yeah. Letting the the fuel is the Word of God, the Spirit of God, the fire, the anointing, being consumed by Him. That's gonna you're gonna be so huge, and it's it's like that influence. 
there's not many people, if you were driving down the road and you saw a house on fire, there's no way you're not going to just go look at it. <laughs> Good or bad, you're yeah. just going to look at it. And I think there's some people on fire with bad things and you look at it, you may not want to see it, but you're like, you can't help but look at mm-hmm. it. But when you're on fire with God, and I want this more than anything in life because what else matters? And I want to bless my brothers and sisters. I want my other family all across the world to grow, to prosper. What if that would be our heart? That's what yeah. our heart is about. Ministry, I want to see you guys continue to expand, expand um, your hearts, your minds, whatever God has called you to, and the foundation all being strong and good and right. And um, as we're talking, I just there's just a, a key point that just... Um, strikes me that Jesus modeled this so well. And once we get away from either one of these things, we're we're probably at risk of getting caught up in either um, a religious system or in building our own our own uh, dynasty, our own kingdom, you know, for ourselves to get, you know, to get big. And, um, you know, the, the two things that Jesus modeled for us is. He built his relationship with God and he built people. And if we're yeah. doing if we're doing those two things, yeah. then we're building we're 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 going alongside of the kingdom as it advances because it's gonna advance whether we're doing what we should or not. Right, yeah. But we're gonna be advancing the kingdom as we model build our relationship yeah. with God and build people because you can't have one without the other. You can't build people and I think that's what people that's what um, maybe big time ministers or, and I'm not even pointing anybody out, but people that are building ministries, but they don't even build their own life with God. And then they end up, they end up crashing and burning or, you know, and it's like, we, we have to get like Jesus modeled it so well. And, and I think with us exiting the system and just us living more of a simplified life right now, all of us, we just, we just want more than anything for our lives with God to be built Mm -hmm. because it don't matter if we're building people if we're not right with God, you know? So that's that's where I'm at. I just yeah. want to build my life with God and build people. And yeah, because if you're saying that scripture, what Michael said earlier, and we love this scripture, Paul saying, I am laboring like with child pain, birth pains until Christ is formed in you. How can he want that for someone else if that wasn't happening with him? Yeah. Like exactly what you're saying. So God, be formed in me for real yeah, yeah. in every way that you can be. Then I'm going to pray that for other people yeah. and want that for other people. Mm-hmm. Instead of me just trying to be, you know, just be a big mouth and just be, I have to be heard. I have to be said and not having, you know, not having this strong foundation of love, yeah. of goodness, yeah, of yeah. kindness, of mercy, all the fruit of the spirit. And then from that point, just yeah. overflowing. It, it will spill over and everything. So I want, I want to speak to people that, that just feel stuck in the system. And, and, I, and I want to say to you, like, you can make that jump because we've got so many people in, just in our little group that have made that jump. And it was, it was, I mean, it was scary as hell for a lot of us. You know what I mean? Because a lot of us were walking away from well-paying jobs I was making more money than I've ever made in my life, and there's a few other people that were making the most money they've ever made, and God called them out of that. And you know, it's like we can you can stop and you think, well, I got everything I ever need, but God's like, there's so much more for you if you just listen to me and follow me, and not make me have to like drag you. You know what I mean? I don't want that to be how I follow the Lord, where He's like 
constantly dragging me. I, I want to just go where he's going. But uh, I want to speak to people that are in that system. And I want to say to you that you don't have to stay there, you know, and, and you don't have to. And we look, I have we all have friends that are still in those systems and we love them and we care about them. But the fact that because people look at, at me and they would think, well, you kind of had it all. You had it made. You had a great opportunity making lots of money, all this stuff. And now it looks like I'm going in the complete opposite direction. And I've got, you know, well, it, people with well and that, that care about me and have good intentions saying, well, you know, you're just hurt by church. I'm not hurt by church. I found a group of people that have a common passion. I found a group of people that, that give me permission to be who I'm supposed to be and to stay on fire for God and I'd rather run with the the what the minority those small group of people if I run with this handful for the rest of my life I'm okay with that because at least I'm not being phony at least I'm not wearing a mask playing a part being a hypocrite you know how many times did Jesus when he addressed the Pharisees he said you frauds and pretenders yeah. right you clean the outside of the actors. cup but you don't clean you know yeah. you're which the word hi- hypocrite right you just said it Play yeah it's playing a role and I'm so many people are tired of standing on a platform playing a role, but then they right. look inside at who they really are and they feel phony, fake. They feel like an imposter. You don't have to live like I feel the Holy Spirit on this, man. You don't have to live like that. There's a family that you can be connected to. There's fathers and mothers that God wants to connect you to. And so, in closing, I just want I, I thought maybe it'd be cool if we just the whole thing about the revival communities. God's I just received like a download. Uh, the other day about these revival communities that God's raising up. And um, he's raising up communities in which people become part of one another, right? Because we're all members of the same family. We're all part of the family of God. And through the power of the Spirit, they help one another begin, nurture, and sustain their relationship with God. And I think there's been many systems and institutions that have innumerable laws and rituals but these systems have failed to bring people into constant communion with with God, the creator of the universe. And these revival communities, I believe they're going to become hubs of life. And beyond this, they're going to become centers of instruction in the life of devotion. And there's going to be fathers and mothers that will help believers discover and cultivate their own spiritual gifts while also teaching them to celebrate the gifts of others. That's huge because I think lots of people have been elevated because they're gifting, but they're just jealous, full of pride, full of greed. And so there's going to be a balance where there's that, that that's where fathers and mothers come in because they're going to help you to cultivate your gift, but they're also going to teach you how to honor and celebrate yeah. other people's gift because right. you know that's a huge thing the whole jealousy thing yeah. and it's like that has to come to an end and then ultimately these revival communities will become places where people learn to maintain loving contact with God and give them a deeper understanding of the life of devotion which is to permeate every aspect of human existence and so really the focus is not going to be come to my church let's build a great ministry no it's going to be how are you doing in your walk with mm-hmm. God like how are you thriving in devotion to Jesus mm-hmm. you know are you more in love with God today than you were before you know that's got to become the focus the whole lifestyle amen so you guys have any other thoughts it's a good podcast and and I think it's it's there's a lot of powerful stuff in this you know, the bottom line is you don't have to stay in religion. Religion sucks and we hate it. We, yeah, yeah. you know, 
So just ask Holy Ghost for wisdom, guidance, what he would want you to do. Because obviously some God wants some people, you know, to just... God, God has a lot of mercy towards the ministers and people that are struggling with this. And we're going to be, you know, always praying that people get understanding. I mean, we know people right now that have prayed for 20, 30 years for the same pastor, and they've only gotten worse. Yeah. Well, something's not right there. I mean, you know, like, God needs to shut some doors down because we, we have... We have to be the body, yeah. the true body of Christ. So we pray yeah. that you, if you have ears to hear today, that you're yeah. going to get into the flow of the Holy Ghost and do what he's called you to do yeah. and, and be fully released. I mean, I talked to a lot of women. I know that we got to wrap this up, but I just talked to a lot of women that, oh, I don't know if I can preach. Nobody yeah. will let me do this or that. And I'm like, do what Holy Ghost told yeah. you to do. I fought a lot of stuff throughout my years. Like I fought because, you know, someone didn't want to let a woman be a deacon. And I yeah. fought for them. And I've been in my prayer closet many a times, literally prayer closet, shutting it and crying my eyes out because someone wouldn't endorse me or appreciate yeah. me. But it's like, you know what? It's that yeah. we're in a new day. You know, yeah. and it's not about, I'm definitely not a woman's liber like the feminist. Yeah. I hate that stuff. But I'm about freedom for everybody. Whatever God wants you to do, man, right. we got to soar. We have to soar. The new wine's coming. Amen. <laughs> get, get your wine skin today. Yeah. Get your new wine skin. Yeah, um, so uh, we um, obviously are on Spotify now, Apple Podcasts. Do us a favor, if, if, if you've been touched by these podcasts and if you've been impacted or whatever, share these on your social media accounts. Help us spread the word. Instagram, we're on Instagram, Facebook. Um, you can either search the Frequency of Heaven or CHC Ministries, which stands for Christ and Him Crucified Ministries. Um, help us spread the word. Help us get the word out. If you want to bless us, Listen, we want to get a whole studio. We need some microphones, some headsets, some equipment. So um, pray about that for us, man. If you want to bless us with some money, we'll take your money. No, I'm just kidding. But no, seriously, you know, pray about that because, you know, we want to do everything we do with excellence. And, and we're having, we're, you know, we've kind of shut down ministry as normal, but we're having a blast coming together, doing these podcasts, putting stuff out. Um, so if you've been touched by this, you can reach out to us. And if you want to give, donate, that would help us. And we would appreciate that more than you can realize or imagine. But anyways, that's today's podcast. And we look forward to where this thing is going in the future. Peace. Bye. Bye.